Are we ready? Spaghetti. Oh, we are ready. Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Um, side note on, you know what? Hang on. Welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine. <laughs> We're growing. We're learning. <laughs> um, I'm Carmen. Only 90 episodes in. Uh, and this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about whatever we want. Um, mm-hmm. We politicize things. We are always very funny. And always um, genuinely, this is just a window into our friendship that you guys get to have. It's an excuse mm-hmm. for us to hang out. So, yeah. you know, everybody, you're welcome. Um, the thing that I thought of when I you said ready spaghetti was I was thinking mm-hmm. I'm like that may be in some ways the most like signaling or millennials like opening <laughs> possible. You know what I mean? Because yes. millennials we are all about our like cutesy garbage, mm-hmm. um, and we grew up with all this cutesy garbage. And the ready mm-hmm. spaghetti is genuinely like a a relic of from when we were teenagers. Yeah. So like it is. Truly the most... Are we millennials? Is this a millennial podcast? Yes. Yes, it yes. is. Yes, it we is. We can lie. So sorry. You can't see us. Who knows? We could be just very old Gen Zs, but we are, in fact, young millennials. Yeah. And are showing our cards right up front. <laughs> it's great. Um, so today we're going to um, do just a special, as we always say, hopefully a mini-sode of sorts. Oh, we're always so optimistic. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we are doing an episode, a mini episode on um, Star Trek. And um, Catherine, maybe you would be the best to describe why and who we are honoring today. Yes. So today we are going to be honoring Nichelle Nichols, who recently passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she passed at 89 years old. So she, you know, got a lot out of life it's always nice mm-hmm. when someone is like 80 plus i'm like it's no longer sad it's more like mm-hmm. let's honor their you know nice long yes. life especially when they're black especially when they're black so this is going to be an episode a little bit about star trek but a lot about nichelle nichols mm-hmm. we may in fact do another star trek episode that could be in the <laughs> pipeline i might be forcing carmen to watch episodes more episodes than i did today but today we're going to be talking about Nichelle Nichols, and then I also made Carmen watch a specific episode of Star Trek. Um, Jesus H. Christ. Called Mirror Mirror, the one where they go to <laughs> in parallel reality. Uh, so we'll be also discussing that after we do our little uh, tribute. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. Um, it's going to be fun. I will also do one final disclaimer, which is that my uh, nephew mm-hmm. is here today. And I told him, Auntie Catherine is going to be closing her door. Please do not come in. <laughs> but if you hear a child screaming in the background, I don't have anyone locked in a basement. It's just <laughs> my four-year-old nephew. That's all. Who is a sweet, sweet, sweet baby angel. Sweet baby angel. Fun fact, actually. Carmen um, and I were hanging out with him the other day. And the first child Carmen has ever held is my <laughs> nephew. <laughs> yeah. Carried, really. I have held babies, but not uh, out of the sitting position. Mm. And uh, they have been newborns, and I mostly just put my arms out, and then I say, please take them off um, after about 10 seconds. Yeah. This is a uh, four-year-old Carrying toddler a child. who's just like, <laughs> can you pick me up? I'm like, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I got this. So I was at the hospice on Sunday and I opened up my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a very busy day 
And then I had like a five minute break. So I opened up my phone, checked the CBC um, as one does when they are me. Um, That is one of the first apps I always check. My God. Carmen's um, spiritually a much older millennial. (laughs) I'm about 95. Honestly. (laughs) 95. And um, so I, I saw her picture and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) I saw her picture. And I said, Oh, this can't be good. No. This, you know, when somebody reaches a certain age, when you see their picture, you're like, oh, uh, well. Like a pit forms in your stomach. For years and years, every time I would see Betty White, I'd be like, oh, God. And then they'd be like, she's doing a new movie. And you're like, okay, well, don't show pictures of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like, there's no need. Or um, whenever I see uh, Morgan Freeman, I'm like, are you okay? No. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she passed away, I think Sunday would have been the, I don't know what day that would have been. The 30th. The 30th, the 31st, the 31st. Um, and so, um, I saw all of the beautiful tributes, you know, from all the folks, um, Senor George and Senor Kurt, or Kirk, Kurt? Why did I call him Kurt? Kurt, Captain Kurt? Captain Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Captain Kirk, um, William Shatner. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to see. And obviously she's had like an immense um, influence on science. Uh, black people in STEM. Uh, she's been a really big influence. Um, astronauts, mm-hmm. all sorts of different people. Um, and so she has really kind of... Um, I feel like the history would not be the same if she had not been on Star Trek. A hundred sense yeah like um i was doing some like i was looking into it a little bit just because like there's so many things about nichelle nichols that i already yeah. know like all of the anecdotes that people share about her i'm like i know that one i know that one because i've watched like all the star trek documentaries and i've watched all of the stuff <laughs> like about nichelle nichols so i'm familiar with it but really is like it can't be overstated how influential her role was mm-hmm. so for those who actually are not aware of the importance of Star Trek because I mean Star Trek has been on for so long that I feel like for some people it just seems mm-hmm. like a thing that they're like sure that exists or maybe they're more interested in Star Wars or more action-packed mm-hmm. science fiction so like mm-hmm. the science fiction where everyone sits at a table and talks about stuff might be a little bit out of their wheelhouse um but Star Trek basically one of the main conceits of Star Trek was a future where you know everyone's equal and people of all sort of like races and creeds are yeah. all together and we've moved past any racism and any sexism um mm-hmm. and are in like an idyllic future the execution of that you know leaves some mm-hmm. things to be desired when you go back and watch it <laughs> but for 1967-1968 it really was like revolutionary mm-hmm. um even though to our modern eyes, it looks very, very outdated um, socially and in terms of special effects. <laughs> but at the time, having like um, a Japanese man and a Russian man and a black woman all be like main characters and be yeah. being part of like the main crew of the Enterprise was very, very important. It was like uh, pre Grey's Anatomy. It was like Grey's Anatomy <laughs> casting. Like yeah, the that's 1960s. their version of colorblind casting. Oh, man. But yeah, so Nichelle Nichols um, played Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek. And um, 
it's like one of the famous anecdotes about her is that she once was like, I think I'm going to leave the show because, you know, I only have like a few lines every episode. I'm not, mm-hmm. my character is not that important. And it was literally Martin Luther King Jr. who met her. And when she told him that she was thinking of leaving, he was like, you, you uh, can't, no. you can't do that. It's too important. Your role is too important. Seeing you in space, seeing you, this like beautiful, talented, intelligent woman, like being a main character is too important to civil rights mm-hmm. and too important to like the culture to leave. And it really like changed her perspective on what this role meant. And like, you can see it down the line, like um, I'm going to get into the NASA stuff in a second, but like, just in terms of acting, like so many actors mm-hmm. have specific, like, not just like, oh, I heard about her. Like, no, I saw no, no. Michelle Nichols on TV and that made me become an actor. Like Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg specifically was like, has a story about how she saw Michelle Nichols and was like, oh my God, we're going to be in space. We're going to be in the future. I can be an actor. There's a black woman who's on TV and she's not a maid is like specifically what she said to her mother when she was like a kid and she saw Michelle Nichols on TV. So it was just so important. And then you can even see like that influence because think about how many people Whoopi Goldberg has inspired. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, again, specifically like um, Leslie Jones has a story about how when she saw Whoopi Goldberg on TV, that's what made her realize that she could, you know, go into entertainment mm-hmm. and be like an actor and, I was obsessed with her and it's just like you can see the line of like Nichelle Nichols um influence just like it's just so it's just such an amazing clear yeah. like yeah. connection that you can draw between her and so many different people mm-hmm. um and also she was part of one of the first interracial kisses on kisses on tv mm-hmm. with William Shatner who in uh you know one of his best examples of allyship, let's say. Um, he's got some other issues, but, you know, he's a very old man. Like, I don't care. When people are like, William Shatner is transphobic. I'm like, he's 91. Like, I'm like, are we changing his mind now? I don't think so. Um, like, whatever. Um, but, I mean, it's disheartening, but it's also like, like, what do we... This man He's is 90. old as dirt. Like we got bigger fish to we, fry. <laughs> we can't be. We can't, simply cannot be focusing on this. But like, um, he specifically would mess up. They wanted to do um, the network when they were doing the interracial kiss. Wanted to have um, a version without the kiss. So and they probably mm-hmm. were like, so we can put that one in instead. And William Shatner specifically messed up every take where they did it without the kiss. Like he would cross his eyes yeah. and make funny faces and like, like laugh and do like whatever he could do to mess it up. So they had to use the one with the kiss because it's the only <laughs> one that was good. Um, and it was again like that was one of those things that even in the '60s was met with like general acceptance even like literally there are letters from like racist people who watch star trek who were like man i don't believe in interracial marriage but if there's a woman like that in my arms i wouldn't say no and you're like what? all right man but like at least like breaking ba- boundaries <laughs> breaking barriers and then i also wanted to do you want to do you have anything you want to say about that one well i just think it's interesting i remember uh, when i when I first, it wasn't that long ago, and maybe I had seen it before and I had just forgotten, but when I saw that Martin Luther King uh, story about how they were, like, at a sci-fi, was it, like, a sci-fi convention or yeah, something? Yeah, and then it was like, this is your biggest fan, and it's, like, Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I mean, can you imagine? You're just, like, you know, you're just at a start, you know, at a 
sci-fi convention, I'm going to make some assumptions about the type of people who are there. Mm. It's a lot of, a lot of white dudes. A lot of, like, white dudes. Probably some that are creepy. Not all. But maybe some. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're seeing her. And, um... Imagine they're just like, oh, you have a, a really big fan, and the, <laughs> it's Martin Luther King Jr. Right. Oh, Incredible. That's amazing. Although, fun fact about sci-fi conventions and about like <clears throat> a lot of early sci-fi stuff is that the first people who watched Star Trek or who were like really into it were like housewives. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember us talking about that. <laughs> like, like um, what is it? Desilu Productions, like um, Lucille Ball's production company was the one who like mm-hmm. first produced Star Trek. So it wasn't oh, necessarily funny. just like, I'm sure, again, of course, there were a bunch of white dudes, but there was like a wide <laughs> variety of people who were into Star Trek when it first came out. But that's just so funny. No, I think it's interesting. I've heard so many stories about how she's influenced science mm-hmm. and like, you know, media and so many things. And she's just like, she was so, even when you see her interviews, like she had such spunk and she was just really like just very much herself and it was really nice to see and like I even think about like her friendship with like the cast and stuff and like how they all just like well because famously apparently there were some people that did not get along on Star Trek yes Um, William Shatter and everyone but (laughs) but his yeah uh, longtime husband Leonard Nimoy (laughs) so I just thought that it was really interesting and you know she was the the best woman at uh, George Takei's uh, wedding Because she didn't want to be a matron of honor. She's like, how dare you call me a matron? And then she became, <laughs> she was like, I'll be the best woman. If you have a best man, I'll be the best woman. Yeah, his, um, his like, tweet, um, like, concerning her death was, like, we lived long and prospered together, which I thought was very <gasps> sweet. So sad. Uh, no, yeah, it was really touching. Um, but no, I, I mean, I mean, you'll get into the NASA stuff, but I remember... Um, Catherine, uh, when we were in high school, uh, I've, we've talked about this before on other episodes, um, did a presentation, uh, on the, um, historical importance and significance of Star Trek. I sure did. Yes. They were like, you can pick any topic. And I was like, well, fantastic. Uh, cause we had to talk about like the sixties and seventies. And so, um, that was what Catherine talked about. And it was really funny because I, I, there were some things I obviously remember like cell phones and stuff just in general about like, oh, well, cell phones. You know, the people who invented cell phones got the idea from, you know, Star Trek and their literally whatever. have flip phones in, in, yeah. in Star Trek. <laughs> um, so it was just really interesting, but also just like the NASA stuff and the the astronauts that were influenced by her to like go into space because they're like, oh, black people go to space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a fun quote from her. So um, NASA actually approached her about helping recruiting because they were ha- their recruiting numbers were low. And also it was all white men. Mm. Um, and so surprise, 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 surprise. And so like, I have a quote from her where she said, she's like, I said to NASA, I will bring you so many qualified people. You will have no choice. And if I have done my work and it's still an all white male astronaut corps, I will be your worst nightmare. <laughs> like she was just like, no, you want me to do this? I will do this. And she like even stepped away from acting and like her singing career a bit just to like focus on yeah. work with NASA. And apparently in like the first four months of her work, the application pool went from 1,500 people to 8,000 applicants. Wow. And it was 15 times more women and nearly 30 times more uh, people of color. That's amazing. And even beyond that, like there's so many like the like famous astronauts that you when you're like, oh, I think I've heard that name of the astronaut. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, that was person was 
recruited by Nichelle Nichols, like Sally Ride, yeah. <laughs> who was the first American woman in space. Um, yeah. She was recruited by Nichelle Nichols. Fun That's fact, amazing. also, prob- poss- I think actually the first openly queer person in space because oh, wow. uh, Sally Ride was in a relationship with a, I think she like had a husband for like three years and then had like a, a longtime uh, life partner who was a woman who for like the next six years of her life or what, however yeah. old she is, 30 years of her life. Um, and yeah, it's two of the first African-American or the two first African-American yeah. men in space, the first African-American woman or the first black yeah. woman in space, Mae Jemison was recruited mm-hmm. by Nichelle Nichols. Um, just so her. many different people who were like, I think I've heard of that astronaut. It's like a direct line to her. <laughs> um, so she recruited so many people and truly like changed the, the scope of NASA. And it's just so interesting that like, I mean, everybody on Star Trek like was influential mm-hmm. to someone you know what i mean especially mm-hmm. with the original series it like inspired so many people um mm-hmm. but nichelle nichols like it wasn't just that it was like oh i was a character and you loved that character and it inspired no. you acting she's like no no i went out and i recruited people and i was literally involved in expanding the space program so it's like a legacy yeah. that's just so much uh i don't know richer than the other people who are part of star trek because yeah. like she dedicated her life to science in a way that, and, I, and it's such an interesting thing because like you can imagine that was never anything that she ever thought she would do like <laughs> she was on star trek um no. like because she's like a great actress and singer and actually fun fact used to date gene roddenberry before star trek happened Ooh. so like <laughs> and then she gets this role on star trek um and then you know goes on to be like such an important figure in science and i think it's i think it's amazing I think she had an amazing life. She did. And she was really influential and incredible. And like, I personally don't think I've ever heard a single bad thing said about her. No. And incredibly gorgeous at every single age. Like she's like, there's no picture of her that looks bad from any point in time (laughs) ever. Like if you Google Michelle Nichols, she's like 89 years old, so 86 years old. And you're like, you know what? Still looks great. No, she looks amazing. (sighs) <sighs> Although, okay, Man. one one fun fact, though, one slightly downer fun fact before we get oh, into no. the, 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 the grander Star Trek of it all. Her brother. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are you going to tell me? What about her brother? She had a younger brother. His name is, his name is Thomas. Uh-huh. We'll know how he died. Oh, no. How did he die? He was a member no. of Heaven's Gate. No, he was not. <laughs> Catherine. Shocking, shocking information when I was Googling today. No, what do you mean? Yes. Her younger brother, and apparently would put in all his like Heaven's Gate publications that he would send out was like, <laughs> I'm the brother of Nichelle Nichols. Like he advertised No, 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 it. no, 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 no. That is not good. Mm-mm. That's not good. <laughs> No, it is not. And has she said anything about that? I mean, I didn't, really, I, I didn't look too far into it. I'm sure she was probably quiet on the subject or just like, yikes. But like, imagine, well, because it obviously didn't end well. Now I really want to watch that documentary. I wonder if they mentioned it. You know the documentary, there's a documentary that just came out on HBO about Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate and, and they interview all of the family members of the people who oh died. Oh my God. Oh, I wonder if she's in it. That's what I'm wondering. Because um, how wild that your sister is in Star Trek. Oh, and, God. you know, a lead person in the space program. And you're like, I think 
What came first, though? The chicken or the egg, you know? Like, did she join Star Trek? Yeah, and he was and like, he aliens. Was like, aliens? Hang on a second. You know, my sister knows aliens. I wonder if he thought Star Trek was real. I'm like, who's to say? Who's to say? I don't really know, but I think that's... I, th- I it, was, it was a wild fact. I was just like, okay. I feel like I should end it on a better note. She had abs of steel. She was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she was so great. She was so influential. I don't want to end it on Heaven's Gate, but it was just such a fun fact. I couldn't not share it. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's good to know. She um, she she recruited. Here, I have another thing that's nice. Uh, okay, so um, she also recruited the first Asian American in space, Ellison Onizuka. Oh, okay, there we go. Look at that. So first black woman in space, first Asian American woman in space, um, like. Two of the first American women in space, the first black people in space, and then yeah. so many people after that. And like, so. just cannot be overstated her amazing legacy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that other fact is the fun facts <laughs> for parties. Just saying. Yeah, it's a it's a great, that's so wild. Now, I, yeah, now I really want to see if that documentary yeah. has her in it. Oh, um, oh, one nice, one more nice thing. Um, mm. So Star Trek Strange, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is the new mm-hmm. um, Star Trek series, that's really good. With Michelle Yeoh. No, no, no. That's um, Discovery. So oh, it okay. basically takes place be- right before the events of Star Trek, because it has oh. Captain Pike, who was the captain before Captain Kirk. Oh. Okay. Um, and they have an actress. Her name is Celia Rose Gooding, and she plays a younger version of Uhura. Oh. And it's really nice because it's supposed to be like a cadet version of Okura who had who like basically like you know is on the Enterprise early because she applied to be like a, a like a like a, a program anyway. It's really cute and she plays her really well and she was just I I saw an interview where she was talking about her. This is before that uh, she passed where she mm-hmm. was just like. She was, again, talking directly about, she's like, I don't think I would have a career. I don't know where I would be. I don't know where, like, any black people would be without Nichelle Nichols and without her role. Like, where would, like, not just mm-hmm. the fact that she has the role of Uhura, but, like, yeah, where would black women be on TV? Yeah. Who, who literally, who knows? Yeah. And on that topic of who knows what one influence <laughs> could change, would could do to change something. Oh, Jesus let's H. talk Christ. about... The Star Trek episode Mirror Mirror, which I chose specifically because Uhura has a good role in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, let's let's um, if we did act breaks, this would be our act break. So you know, like, get a drink, come back. <laughs> let's talk about Carmen. Uh, what is your history with Star Trek? My history with Star Trek is I have no history with Star Trek. All right. I have watched. I tried to watch some of the. I think I did watch most of like the you know the original mm-hmm. show because they i think they used to have it on netflix if i'm not you mistaken. did you or they had it somewhere. most of the original series yeah that's how i know about the dog alien oh uh, well the dog aliens in like episode two. Oh, that's true um but i have watched a lot of it did i pay attention no i was bored out of my mind um but anyway <laughs> the point is is that i have watched some of it i don't remember it at all it's all a blur um but i did try watching it not my favorite, to be clear. Um, and then I watched this episode, and um, I was like, oh, it's the Darkest Timeline episode? This is the Darkest Timeline. Yeah. 
this is what's happening down to the because then when I was watching this and I was like is that why Abed in Community has that ridiculous goatee yes. is that what it yeah. is is that what it's referencing it is yeah anytime that's you see really funny thing where someone because like there's so many different um versions of like 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 or stories on tv where people will be like oh we're in the darkest universe or whatever and community yeah. specifically and they will put on a goatee because in this like version Spock. of of um the darkest timeline for the enterprise Spock has a goatee. Yeah. Cuz that's the only difference really with him. He's basically the same character but just a little bit more ruthless and has a goatee. It was so funny. And then um so I was watching the episode and I was like this is wild. First, um I don't like to see um Uhura was just, you know, like she was doing her best, but like those men in general are just creepy. Right towards her okay let's 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 get into the episode or actually let me tell you briefly about my history of star trek um which is very much <laughs> briefly way, i will make it brief <laughs> it's way longer because star trek is like what i was raised on um mm-hmm. i can't i have a very hard time re-watching star trek specifically because it was on so much as a child i put on like next generation and i pass out like it, it's like to me it's like soothing like like i could have like yeah. a next generation like crime. white noise and i would yeah. go to sleep immediately like the beeps and boops of like the sh- yeah. of the enterprise and like you know that the music that it does when it's like going to like a commercial break like the dance oh, yeah, yeah. like that yeah puts me right to sleep <laughs> so it's really hard <laughs> for me to rewatch star trek but i was raised on it and i like to say I may have said this on this podcast before, I don't know, but I think I am the only person on the planet Earth that I know who can firmly confirm and say that I have been a Star Trek fan since before I was born. Yeah. Because my mother, when she first sat down to watch Star Trek, because my mother is a big nerd, which is explains me, um, <laughs> when she first sat down to, to watch Star Trek after um, she gave birth to me, she puts the TV on. I guess it would have been like Next Generation at the time. I'm breastfeeding. The theme song comes on. The like ba 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 ba. <laughs> and apparently, I detached from the breast and tried to like shimmy my little face over to the TV at like three days old because I was like, oh, I love I love that song. I know that song. I yeah. recognized the theme tune. Like it was my mother's voice, okay? <laughs> so, which is probably another reason why it's so soothing to me. Um, so yeah, I I was raised on Star Trek, and I didn't actually watch the original series show. The movies I did, but not the show mm-hmm. until I was like a teenager because it just wasn't on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a long, uh, a very long <laughs> history <laughs> yeah. with Star Trek. I truly, literally, I someone once was like. Oh, like they were wearing like a, a pin and they're like, oh, this mm-hmm. color is because it's like a command color. And I was like, you think Star Trek is your ally? Yeah. Like, you merely <laughs> adopted the dark. I was born in it. <laughs> molded by it. Truly. Okay. So um, in the episode Mirror Mirror, for those who haven't seen, if you want to see, it's episode four of season two of the original yes. series. Um, and like there's a transporter malfunction and um, Kirk... McCoy, mm-hmm. um, Scotty, and Uhura are all transported to a parallel universe of like evil Star Trek versions of them. Where everyone, <laughs> it's basically like everyone's like a fascist, like yeah, literally they do Heil the Heil Hitler they thing do. at the beginning. <laughs> they do. I was watching, and I was like, what did I just? 
what just happened? Truly, like, and so they show up, and everyone's outfits are different. They all have like gold sparkly things. A few of them are like slightly sluttier. Like, like Kirk yeah. has no sleeves for whatever reason, and um, like a bit of a crop top. A bit of a to crop top, and Uhura has like a full like belly shirt crop top where you can see again her washboard abs rock hard yeah rock hard abs gorgeous like in the 60s what woman had a stomach like that who knew um (laughs) so just like super fit um and they're all just like what did we do where what how did we get here and yeah they do this like i don't know like i don't know cheerleader version of heil hitler because they like thump their chests with one arm and then like put their hand out but they don't do like um like a flat hand it's kind of like a starburst it really does look like a cheerleading move more than anything honestly and it's just like (laughs) boom yeah and so everyone's hiling each other (laughs) um and everyone's super vicious and brutal and there's all these like i don't know very like kgb inspired like symbols on all the doors yeah um and so yeah they're the evil version of of the enterprise crew and they basically have to figure out like how to get back and how to like uh navigate this without trying they're trying their hardest not to be evil because or or they're trying their hardest to pretend to be evil but not to get caught um or not to actually harm anybody because they're all supposed to be very good moral people yeah which seems to be tricky yeah. So, you know, um, the, the, it was very strange to me because as I was watching it, there was the, the Heil Hitler thing or whatever, then the KGB stuff. But then I was also just like, to be clear, Kirk is, uh, he, there was a moment where he like grabs Uhura and he's <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, what? That's too intimate. It's for way just too intimate. You to give her a command. Yeah. He was like, You'll have to go to the bridge. But he, like, puts his hands on her shoulders. And you're like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I thought he was going to kiss her. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, that's the thing. The idea of Star Trek is, like, everybody is equal. The practice of Star Trek is the men are very handsy. Even the good Super men. Super handsy. Really too handsy. Uh, making out little with people a little too much. Just, like... And also, like, Uhura's lot... Like, so I like this episode because... She has a lot more to do than some other episodes. Because most mm-hmm. episodes, she's just like, Captain, um, the Romulans are calling, whatever. Like, she doesn't say that much. She has, like, she's basically in some episodes, like, kind of, like, just, like, the secretary. Um, yeah. And then in some episodes, she has more to do. Like this one. So, in this one, she has to go onto the bridge, basically alone for most of the pe- most of the time. And everybody else is the evil versions. And she has to navigate yeah. being around evil, specifically evil Sulu, who has this who ridiculous is- scar on his face. Yeah, it was so bad. And also very rapey. Uh, the rapiest, he truly was like, she's like, go back. He like comes over to her and like leers at her and says gross stuff. And she's like, go back to your post. And he's like, the captain's not here. He says it like, he has this weird, ridiculous yeah. thing. The captain's not here. Spock's not here when the cat's away. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Sulu in this world is a rapist. Um, and she has so to like bad. seduce him at another point to get some information, which I love. I love it when she has to like, turn him away from his console but it's literally oh, yeah. just like a keyboard <laughs> like it's like like what is she actually looking at like she's looking at some like flashing yeah it's a flashing keyboard a flashing keyboard miss like ooh like you know what i mean it's so absurd 
Um, and then there's also, uh, there was also that lady, I forget her name, who was like Kirk's like sex slave. Yeah. What was that? So, so one of the nice things, so like people have this idea of Captain Kirk as like, he went around and slept with everyone and to some degree, but yeah, 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 well, but here's the thing. So in the regular show, like his love affairs really feel like Captain Kirk has fallen completely in love every single time. Like there's yeah. no, it's not like he's just like, I have casual sex. He's like, I love this woman. And then the episode ends and he's like, doesn't see, never sees her again. Except yeah. for maybe like one or two instances, but like he always is like so intense with his whatever, but he specifically would never do anything with any of his crew members there's even a part there's even this like episode where he has this whole discussion about how he likes one of the crew members but he could never be with her because he wouldn't want to abuse his command yeah so like he's like presented take note other men from the fucking 60s (laughs) 60s. so there is that but in this one captain kirk seems to have some sort of like bedroom slave woman who just is just like introduced lying in his bed and he's just like has to navigate this weird relationship but then he makes out with her it's whole (laughs) there was just a lot going on in that episode i enjoyed it but i also was just like what the fuck their fight scenes Catherine. the fight scenes are so bad yes in in the way only like a 1960s or 70s like the like, telegraph production like, punching just like it's yeah, just, yeah yeah it's yeah too, like like a little kid swinging his arm is how yeah. they fight and it's really funny or like you know they don't necessarily it's like the whole punching your own hand type of thing where it's like you know you you it looks to the camera like you hit them but you like punched away from their face you know like whatever the tricks that they do the tricks that you probably did in any sort of middle school or high school play Mm -hmm. is what they did um and i was like this is so bad and so funny oh my god like also they're acting out of like pain like when Chekhov is put in that like tube or whatever and he's like yeah "Ah!" he's like being like i don't even know what's happening um but he's just like screaming in pain and it's just the most absurd acting you've ever seen in your life yeah of, like someone pretending yeah. and like that they're in pain and all it is is that he's like in a tube and like lights are flashing on him <laughs> you're like <laughs> okay um, but you know for the 60s and 70s i'm sure that was very high production should, value very, oh my god star trek was a very high production value like when you look at it now obviously it so expensive it got canceled yeah like like so okay it's it's it is wild how how much that was just like the peak of 60s tv unreal because everything else unreal. was just like a, a living room set you know what i mean yeah yeah you're right oh god yeah you're right but these people are like walking down different hallways and going into different rooms like there's mm-hmm. like a like the ship seems like it is actually big like there's actually places that people are going and then there's mm-hmm. all the episodes where they leave the ship and they like encounter other people and so it may look silly to us when everyone's wearing just like togas but <laughs> for them um, they were, I'm sure that was expensive fabric. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so or you know the dog the dog alien the dog costume. alien which was like we found this in- insane alien on this other planet and it's like a dog in a lion costume and you're like okay. It's not even a lion costume. It's like so if you go to like pet value yeah. today and you want to get your dog a Halloween costume, and you get it some sort of Monsters, Inc. Halloween costume yeah. for a tiny dog, yeah. that's exactly what it is. That's what it is. It's like... 
It's like, it also, it just couldn't look more like a dog. You know what I mean? Like, they don't yeah. put anything on the dog's face. It's dog so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen? So in Alien, um, apparently the one of the original ideas of, like, what Alien could look like, <laughs> like a dog in a costume. <laughs> it just looks oh like a good God. boy running down a hallway. It's just like a nice doggy. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, but um, I think I was watching this. Um, I don't know if it was exactly this episode, but I remember. So the comedian W. Kamau Bell has a show on CNN called United Shades of America. Mm-hmm. And he did an episode that was very, for me, very, very stressful to watch. Uh, called Black People in STEM. Okay. And um, it was stressful because they talk, because, you know, AI is racist and all the things. It and is. And I was like... Can't get a soap like, dispenser to work without using a white, pe- a white piece of paper towel half the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, anyways, it was very concerning. And, um, but anyway, they also talked about, like, their influences, like, a lot of the scientists and the people they were talking about, like, talked about their influences, and of course they talked about Uhura, but they talked about Star Trek... In general? In general, because Star Trek had people of color in space. There are lots of black people on Star Trek, especially in the 80s. Yeah, and so I thought that was really interesting, because they were like, they were like, yeah, you know, like, Star Trek was, like, the first show I watched where, like, I was like, oh, I could be, you know, doing stuff for NASA, I could be you know, engineering things. I could be a doctor. I could be, you know, whatever. And so I thought that was really interesting. And honestly, I think it's continued too, because what's that show that like all these parents rallied around to get back on TV? Um, Doc McStuffins? Yeah, really? They rallied yeah, around because it? Because it was, yeah, people yeah, love Doc because, McStuffins. Yeah, because it was going to be canceled or they were going to stop making it. And then people like wrote letters and stuff. I think it's, I don't know if PBS or whoever makes it. And so they wrote letters because... You know, kids were like, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> so it was um, like like racialized kids. So it's interesting that it keeps like it keeps going now. But I think because we need to look at it in the like whenever people make fun of science fiction and like, oh, it's nerdy. Oh, it's like, you know, geeky, whatever. Mm-hmm. I get it. It is. But also we cannot like ignore the immense um influence that having people of color in these types of shows has to kind of the um to science and like technology mm-hmm. in general because like I've said when it's just white people it causes very severe issues like how no people can diagnose black people with skin conditions yeah or whatever or yeah. Because they don't know what it looks like on black skin because they've only done research with white people. Or, you know, when your AI is racist because AI is built by people and people have internalized biases. Mm -hmm. And then it causes a lot of problems. So, you know, when people are like, oh, AI is going to be neutral. It's not going to have any, like, it can't discriminate like humans can. And you're like, no, no, no. no, It it was built by people who discriminate. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> even so. unconsciously or especially unconsciously because like mm-hmm. if you make a deliberately racist ai like that's one thing but it is the um no, unconsciously the race, racist racist ai that is the problem it's yeah it's wild actually it it's made awful. me think of so there's this, um uh podcast i haven't listened to it mm-hmm. yet but i 
heard about it recently. It's called All the Asians on Star Trek. Um, oh my god! And <laughs> it's hosted by Phil Yu, and he interviews all the actors, all the Asian actors on Star Trek. Um, yeah. And there's like 28 episodes. Um, I think they're it's not finished yet, but the thing is like. There aren't as I feel like there are more black people on Star Trek, especially in the eighties, than yeah. than Asian people. Um, and so it's wild that you can just make a, a a podcast called All the Asians on Star Trek. But honestly, I think you could still make a podcast called All the Black People on Star Trek. It would have more episodes, but I just think it's it's interesting. But it's it's nice because like he's able to because I I listen to. This other Star Trek podcast. God, I'm such a fucking nerd. Anyway, I was listening to the Pod Directive, which is the official Star Trek podcast with, um, with um, Paul F. Tompkins and Tawny Newsom, um, and they interviewed him. So that's how I, I heard about this one. Um, and yeah, he was just talking about how, like how even though there aren't as many agents on Star Trek, how important it is to have like how important those faces mm-hmm. were and how like much they stick in your mind. Cause there's this one character that he mentioned. Um, I don't remember the actress's name, but the character's name is Keiko O'Brien and she's on deep space nine. If you told me like, if you said Keiko O'Brien was on, I don't know, 10 episodes every season, I'd be like, yeah, she was everywhere. I remember her face so well. Cause I, I don't know what yeah. I, I did. She's on like four episodes of Star Trek. I swear to God, she's barely in it. But like the impact of like seeing faces that you don't often see can be like so much wider than yeah. um, their actual presence. It's true. Because like that's, and that's like one of the things with uh, Nichelle Nichols as Uhura is like, did she have three lines an episode? Sometimes less? Yes. But like the impact <laughs> of seeing her was like, can't be overstated. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty. And I think that's even the case now, like with Black Panther, and uh, Shuri, mm-hmm. and kind of like the technology stuff. Yes. It's kind of like similar in the sense that people are like, "Oh, I could do this." Yeah, and so it you is. need it to continue. It's very important. It's- like I shame about the actress who plays Shuri, but um, <laughs> other than that, oh yes, because of her vaccines. Yeah, she's anti-vax. Uh, you know, it happens. Does it? Doesn't have to. <laughs> like, it, like, wouldn't you be like, like we we weren't that attached to her, so it was okay. But imagine like John Boyega was anti-vax. Oh, be devastated, wouldn't you? Yeah, he is cousins with a cult leader in England. Who's surprised? They hang out all the he's time. He's Nigerian. He's he's cousins with a cult leader in Nigeria too. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> His cousin is a big time scammer. Listen, some the Nigerian prince had to come from somewhere. Like I don't know. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> this, is my, this is an anti-Nigerian podcast. Uh, um, my sisters are Niger- my sisters are Nigerian, literally. So I my older sisters are, and they make you know what I shouldn't say this. Never mind. I won't make any comments on my no. sisters. One of my <laughs> sisters has an art project. That's the art project, an art installation at the Spadina Museum. How nice. I can only say nice things about my sisters now. Pretending like they're good people. Anyway, no one's listening to this. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's important to to really honor the folks that do this type of work. And um, yeah, I think her influence is great. And we'll, we'll never really, I think, be able to grasp the kind of like the tremendousness of her influence because mm-hmm. obviously like we don't know 
who everyone she's influenced, but she's obviously influenced a lot of people um, in very significant ways. And so, you know, just remember that her legacy lives on and what a legacy to have. Truly. Um, I feel like I should play like some clips from the episode, like, like the, from Mira Mira, the part where she slaps Sulu in the face. Oh God. Iconic. So good. Iconic. And actually funnily enough. So like, so they made Sulu, um, gay in the like Kelvin timeline movies, which I think is great. And yeah. you know what? This is also evil timeline Sulu. But maybe Sulu is bisexual because he was all over Uhura in the original yeah. series. Because there's this moment in the evil version. Um, and then there's another moment where he gets influenced by this like space disease. It's the one where he um, is running around the Enterprise with a, with a, a sword. And he's like shirtless and trying to fight people. And he sees Uhura and he grabs her and he goes, I'll rescue you, fair maiden. And she goes, sorry, neither. And pushes him away. (laughs) Um, Uh. So I'm just saying, like, I was, this is a side note about like the Star Trek movies, but J.J. Abrams was a Star Wars fan and barely Uh watched Star Trek. He put Uhura and and Spock together. I bet you because he watched like the first couple episodes and there's like a little flirting with um, Uhura and Spock in like episode like two or three. And then like never again. I bet you that man watched four episodes of Star Trek and said they must get together, right? And then put them together in his movie because he's dumb. Um, But if you watched the original series and you were going to do some alternate universe couple, uh, Sulu and Uhura would have made more sense because he was all over her all the time mm-hmm. um and if you had given me a couple that was john cho and zoe saldana i, I would have been pretty happy with that yeah that would have been great pretty great but making him gay was also nice that's that's fine that was good or making him in a relationship with a man rather oh yeah that's an true. mlm could... a multi-level marketer <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, that's i mean you know it is what it is and so remember folks that for those of you who watch TV, I mean, there probably won't be many of you who are listening to this who would ever do this, but if you're like, why are there so many people of color all of a sudden <laughs> on these shows? Just know that it'll be good, that there are good things will come mm-hmm. of it. Because there used, to, I know, there used to be more, you know? I feel like there were more people of color on TVs in like the 80s and then the 90s, mid-90s, it dropped off. To early 2000s yeah. and now we're finally ramping up again but we need this people we need to influence a whole new generation of people to be inf- interested in um acting and science so you know go watch star trek yeah which actually brings us to recommendations carmen i'm gonna go first mm-hmm. because i'm recommending you watch star trek strange new worlds and not just Ooh. the audience carmen i am rec- recommending you mm-hmm. watch star trek strange new worlds it's okay. really good and it's modern you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. boring like like when you watch like a show from the 60s and it has way different pacing than you're used to mm-hmm. strange new worlds is a really good show it has mm-hmm. even more diversity and way more female characters than the mm-hmm. original series um you don't have to have any Star Trek knowledge to get it. Um, right. You can dive right in. It's 10 episodes so far. Carmen, I'm telling you, you will love it. You will you will love the show. It's okay. really good. So please okay. watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It is my favorite of the sort of like modern Star Trek things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I can't wait. Can't wait for more. What would I like to recommend? 
whatever I want to recommend, it has nothing to do with Star Trek at the moment. Um, I would like to say that I do have one bone to pick bigger than any other with Star Trek. Hmm. And it is that they made Idris Elba ugly. Yeah, that was rough. I was like, how dare you? Making him beautiful. Like a bubblegum alien. You're like, what is this? Yeah. A bu- that's, that is a good way to put it. A bubblegum alien. And we only got his normal face for like five seconds. Five seconds. It was rude. It was really rude. It was rude. It was rude. I was very upset. Um, regardless. Regardless. Um, what would I like to recommend? Oh, okay. So I have Discovery Plus mm-hmm. st- as a streaming because, you know, it has 90 days. It has all the TLC things. And I managed to uh, binge all 14 seasons of um, Long Island Medium as one does because I love that show. But, but... It also has an it has a dis, uh, investigation discovery is one of the companies owned by Discovery Plus, which means I get endless true crime, and it's very <sighs> exciting. There is a series. Um, there's like a bunch of like series called People Investigates. Okay. Um, and so it's like People Magazine, and it but it's like you know like there's hour long episodes for different like crimes of the century and like really interesting things and people go missing and blah 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 one is called people investigates cults mm-hmm. and there are cults there i haven't heard of before oh how exciting right impressive if you know me it's impressive yeah hey is there a heaven's gate uh <laughs> i'm waiting i'm still going through it and i don't like to spoil because I, I, i'm the type of person where i'm like oh my god and then i'll like go and i'll skip that, that wraps one. around to the whole uh, the, Listen, now it's now it's it connected. probably does it now probably it's connected. does it probably it probably does have a heaven's gate episode because i can't imagine it not wild but fucking wild and they interview like survivors of the cult and stuff mm-hmm. so good and the other thing is i don't know if crave has it in canada but it is an HBO documentary, but maybe watch that uh, Heaven's Gate documentary. Yeah. Because apparently it's fucking wild. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. People abandoning their children to become like alien whatever things. It gets so, I mean, there's no pedophilia in Heaven's Gate, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. There's right? castration. Castration. That's the one. Because I was just thinking, because I had watched on Netflix the Keep Sweet um, documentary about the um, FLDS. Listen, it's so much worse than what they said. Yeah, it's so much I know, worse but than like, what they said. I think that there should be a, a thing where you're not allowed to play. I don't like hearing. No. Oh, I know what the, you mean. When they played at the very end, the audio of like. Of him. Of him with, when he's like. With the little girl. With the little girls. I was, Ugh. I was, I, I physically, I, I feel ill right now. It makes me want yeah, to vomit. Yeah, it was disgusting. I was so It was upset. so creepy. How dare you it's do so that? It's so upsetting. You should say at the beginning, we are, you should say opt out now. We're going to play an audio recording. Yeah. I could, I was, I'm <laughs> sick. I'm sick. It, so if you want to watch awful. Keep Sweet, you can, but when they say, and this is the recording, or not, they don't even say it. They just play it. It was so upsetting. <laughs> just keep that in mind you know keep that in mind trigger warning content warning whatever the fuck you want to call it just keep that in mind heaven's gate god bless them they were all extremely 
you know, supposed to be anti-sex because sex was bad. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, thank God. Hence why they did the castrations. Let's be neutered, please. Because I would much genuinely a castration cult a million times better than a pedophile cult. Billions of times. I would join the castration cult, okay? You said you have to be in the pedophile one or the castration one. And they're going to cut, not even, even if they were like, they're going to cut your whole body up. I'm like, do it. Let's go. I will not be going to sermons by some man who's molesting little girls like five minutes before he does. And to be honest, that's like ninety percent of cults. So Heaven's Gate really is an outlier. So you know, it is what it is. It's why does that always happen? So anyway, if you have praise, maybe, maybe, maybe look up the Heaven's Gate documentary. Hands on the children. Um, so, you know, maybe, um, if you find that Heaven's Gate documentary, please watch it. I'm pretty sure you could probably, you know, illegally, although you shouldn't because it's illegal. Um, so I'm not making any recommendations, uh, to do illegal things. You know, watch, uh, the People Investigates Cults. Yeah, do that. Uh, series. It's very good. And, um, I guess live long and prosper thanks for rocking in the in the, oh that's a good one thanks for rocking thanks in the what in the, in the free world to 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 i said so you, can find us on, you can find us at i'd kill a spider for you <laughs> so you need to be r- ready pushing, when you get i'm pushing it on by, pushing over by nardwar okay <laughs> um please rate and review uh, our podcast uh-huh. on apple co- podcasts uh, and or any podcast you know server of your choice but apple podcast is the most influential uh mm-hmm. please tell your friends please share Family, our family priests and yeah cult cetera, members anybody please MLM. if you're in a cult or an mlm email us at uh, i'd kill a spider for you at gmail.com and maybe we'll like talk about it okay we can we'll yeah. help you through this um yeah. but beyond that yeah, you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for you uh, most places on the internet, except for Twitter, where it's I Kill a Spider number four, letter U. Mm-hmm. You can find me anywhere on the internet at BCC Williams. I've said it mm-hmm. before. I point at myself every time. <laughs> I'm always like, thumbs. It's always like a thumb point. I'm like, you can find this gal here. Thumb pointing at herself on a Zoom that only Carmen sees. Um, at uh, the CC Williams and Carmen, you, you can find me at Carmen underscore Maria four one six for all things death and dying. Yeah, and uh, nice pictures of food. No, yes, her face. You do food. I do food. You do. Food. She does her face. Um, My face and Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny. Content. So you know what, everybody, folks, people of the universe, live long and prosper. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Let's do the ta'al. I don't know. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, baby. It's terrible. (laughs) By the way, did you notice that I called the Vulcan salute by its Vulcan name? (laughs) 